Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, come on out and visit with us here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, I was going to let Calvin describe it because Calvin never likes my description. So, Calvin, <laughs> how, cloud in the sky. how would you describe today? That's pleasant for sure. And, uh, <laughs> and we don't have a, I don't have my jacket on either. Uh, Trace or Milton. Uh, Trace. Yeah, Trace is in short out. sleeves. Started, the old guy over there does. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I started out with mine on and took it off real yeah, quickly. Same with me. And uh, I saw one of your helpers or workers in shorts. Yes. She, <laughs> yeah. she was ecstatic I, to be able to wear shorts today. I was, scolding, I was scolding Milton for not wearing his shorts today. Well, we... The last few days, I brought mine along because it was so cold. The last, oh yeah, just kind of a penetrating cold. I don't <laughs> know, humidity was high or something. It's cool. Uh, it's but, cooler on the porch. I yeah, think. it's pretty. Right now, it's very pleasant, and uh, oh, yeah. it's supposed to get even more pleasant the rest of the day. Huh? Yeah, it should be. Well, I'll get the weather ready, but yeah, I think uh, mid seventies, maybe even the high seventies. Wow. Yeah, but it's a beautiful day. Not a cloud in the sky, as Jerry mentioned. Uh, and it's a nice day to come on out to Millburgers. In fact, uh, y'all have said this a number of times. When the sun comes out, the gardeners come out. That's true. And uh, this is, uh, without the seminars and stuff, this is probably one of the busiest days that I've seen here. But yeah. that's something to bring. To, so just the people are just coming to get plants and do a little gardening. It's great. They were pretty thick yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and, a lot of uh, people yesterday. Well, it takes a while for the hormones to get flowing. Garden, oh, I see. It's a, yeah. Okay, cool. But part, part of it is the uh, selection of plants. Yeah. It's really, you know, we got all the, we can see all the shrubs now for the ba- for your uh, base of your house, and then the fruit trees are here. Yeah, more uh, coming every day. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of action. And as I was walking in, I saw the, ro- the some of the roses are blooming over there. Yeah, we got in uh, uh, some drift roses. Drift roses. Uh, we got in some knockouts, and we've already gotten our uh, our antique roses. Oh my goodness! Uh, Good. And I did uh, I, I did my favorite. I did a lot of. I did a lot of metabolus. Why are you? he's prejudiced? I, uh, <laughs> I can even grow that one. Yeah, well, I like. Yeah, that. it's tough. It's Milton proof. Woo. Uh, oh, whoa! <laughs> well, it can't, and it can be a permanent part of the landscape too. I, I never forget out there at St. Paul Square, over by where Aldalcos used to be. They had these uh, metabolists or butterfly roses growing in the in the back areas, and those things were twelve feet tall. Oh, yeah, twelve feet around, and they I. Some years they bloom twelve months of the year, but every year they bloom eight or nine months. Yeah, and they've got different color blooms. And they were, uh, yeah, they they filled a lot of space. They directed traffic the way the businesses oh, wanted right? them. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you would not. You would not uh, crawl through. A, well, they're they're thorn 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 free, aren't they? No, they're not thorn free. They're just not not savvy. Not, not yeah, yeah, nothing. Bad. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of in that same league as uh, 
Well, I was going to say Martha Gonzalez, but then I have all these <laughs> cuts on my arm. To, they, they, I was weeding them there. Yeah. They, got you don't think of thorns when you think of that. that oh, yeah. So there were a few new varieties. Uh, the hmm. only one that sticking in my mind was uh, Peggy Martin. We hadn't had that one in a while. What is that? It, it's a pink uh, antique rose. that we, we tend to get asked for it every year. Uh, but I did see it available, and uh, and we dropped a couple of varieties, and we added a few new ones. So, what is Peggy Martin? Is it it's a it's a pink antique rose. Okay, it's a blue, a long bloom season or one of the short bloom seasons. Uh, it's relatively long, uh, but it's one of the smaller blooms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did uh, uh, Republic of Texas? I think is one a new one. That really? Did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's kind of. I, cool. I, I didn't look to see what color it was going to yeah, be. I'll, I'll bet it's red. See it's online. Uh, did you make the choices yourself, or you didn't have a rosaire and come help you? You know, Jackie used to, Jackie Clark used to have uh, the choice. I made the, uh, the choices myself. Good so, for you. So I stuck with uh, almost the same varieties as last year, but again, I dropped about two or three and added some that, that people, I remember people asking me oh, for. Okay, good. But That's Republic good. of Texas, I thought, was uh, pretty pretty cool, just by the name. Did you get I Mrs. Dudley so. Cross? Oh. I bet it's pretty red. sure. No, yeah. it's white, uh, and, white and yellow. Oh my goodness! Now, does that sound right, Trace? Yes. For the lack of better knowledge, that picture has yeah. got to be right. Okay. Mrs. Dudley Cross is one that doesn't have thorns. Right, it's thorns. Yeah, that's a, that's a very nice uh, plant, it's and, a, and yeah, that, that's one a, of those that blooms almost oh, as much the, as metabolism. There's the Peggy Martin. Um. And it it uh, it's a, the plant habit is good on Miss Dudley. Yeah, and uh, well, and you if you want a floral like bud, you, yeah, uh, right. The prunati for cutting flower that's that's one of those the, that does well. That the, was, the rosarians a lot of times will have that in their shows, uh, in the antique mm-hmm. rose section, but it it makes a better showing than uh, say. Martha Gonzalez, or yeah, uh, well, it's a good, it's a, it's a good compromise rose. It's a, it's a yeah, a very tough, old-fashioned rose, but it's got uh, a lot of the characteristics of hybrid teas that we yeah. look for. Well, Milton, Milton just googled that uh, Peggy Martin, and oh my goodness, it looks beautiful. Yeah, pink, yeah. and I only bought ten, so uh, <laughs> yeah, look it up online. It's uh, can you see it? Yeah, if, that, if that's something you're interested in, after looking it up, yeah, give us a call quickly because. Uh, I didn't know how pretty it was until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It looks like it's a climber, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That must be the one why everybody was asking for it, because that, that oh. is a spectacular picture. Yeah, it is. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can find some other pictures, if it's easy to find. I stumbled on that one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I wonder if that's what I saw in green. Because that sure, wow, yeah, you need to look at this thing. That could have been. <laughs> Because it's a big climbing bushy. They've got one on a trellis. For anybody that's just it, that, uh, got, came on to listen to us. And, <laughs> yeah, you should see that. This is really spectacular. Yeah. You should see the Peggy Martin Rose now here at Millburgers. <laughs> Only 10 of them. Uh, how much are they? Uh, antique Roses are nineteen ninety nine. Oh, man. This thing. Yeah. Do you, can you see all the pictures? Yeah. Down. Is that is that in the antique rows? Yes. Bunch? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. So if you want one, come today, or you can call Millburgers at 497-3760. Do you get any more in, or is this it? Old blush? I, if, if I sell them out, you bet. Okay, I'll, cool. I'll be happy to. 
You got, yeah, all, I bet you will. People, people look, people all right, look at so the we just, we just completed our paper, so uh, I'll get you all the paper of what's out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, he had, he hasn't mentioned the 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 big find that he made this year. What's that, Grandma? Oh Joe? yeah, that's it's, right. It's booked. Bunches of them. But yeah. it's not a uh, it's not his antique, as he no uh, one of the tough modern is, roses. But it's very desirable. Yeah, tough. Yeah. And again, we're we're down to like just one growing operation in the, yeah. in the state growing yeah. it. We had we had them all growing it there when we made it a Texas superstar, but. Uh, and you put all of them out of business, Jerry? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to them. But uh, it, the, one of the re- reasons we selected it was because it roots easy. And some of the big growers like uh, uh, that don't do roses, like, see, Weeks is out of business. The one called Weeks out of California. Didn't it go out of business? I, I didn't buy from them this I think, year, but I think so. I'm not sure that was the reason why. Yeah, I think so. It's out of business. But uh, uh, the places like uh, Color Spot and uh, uh, over at uh, El Campo, uh, Greenleaf, could root cuttings of that thing and uh, grow, a cutting, grow a plant out fast enough to make it worthwhile. So hey. uh, that's why it was chosen. So on this topic, we've got uh, Lloyd on the line. You want to, We should talk to sure. Lloyd? Sure. All right. Lloyd's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Lloyd, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's your question, sir? I want to know if Millburgers got the Belinda's Dream road in. At the moment, no, uh, but well, hopefully soon. That'll be later with the uh, hybrid. Okay, is this no, that's a not what was the question? Belinda's dream. Oh yeah, yeah. Tough is it modern. Well, I graft think it is. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody does graft it now. Yeah, when we put it on the market, uh, it was rooted, uh, and I, the Rose Emporium over at uh, Brenham. Brenham sells them, and there theirs are rooted on route, on route. And, uh, but I, 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 I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, okay. Where, do you remember where you ordered it from? Well, uh, Color Spots is generally the one that comes up with that one. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, then there's a rooted. That's on route. They don't know how to graft that there. <laughs> well, that's well, what I we're think, doing. Is, that, is that required to be? Uh, friend or trim during the spring, or does it need to be? Should it not be? What's the pruning rules on uh, that one? You are you prune uh, Belinda Dream just like a, a hybrid tea if you want uh, to, if you want to, or you can uh, trim it like a antique rose, and that's just. Tidy it up, as Greg Grant yeah. always talks about. That, that's one of the attractions to it. It, it performs well whether you give it a severe pruning or not. And, okay. and, and, Jerry, and Jerry tested that theory. Remember, Milton, when we did was, the Was that your, was that Belinda's <laughs> dream? <laughs> yeah, he, he pruned uh, oh, the gosh. same one about three times for three yeah, TV three shows. And yeah, we did one, yeah, we did a KLRN show in three different takes, and he had to keep pruning it <laughs> to get it right. That poor rose did not look. It came back in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. it took okay. a it took a licking. 
But that, yeah, that's okay. a wonderful rose. Okay, okay thanks for calling. I thought I saw one, and I thought it looked neat, and I didn't know what it was all check about. Out, check out this Peggy Martin, Lloyd. Go, go Google that okay. Peggy Martin rose. Lloyd, do you, do you okay. grow the, uh, Belinda, the uh, what's Grandma my Gilla? sidekick? No, the, oh. uh, the one that, that the controversy that was involved with Katie. Katie, Katie, Katie Rowe. Katie Rowe, do you ever grow that? No. Lloyd? No, Gosh, that's no, another. I, I think I ordered that one too. Yeah, that's another wonderful tough ro- uh, tough rose. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go get that list. <laughs> okay. Get, uh, this is got it's got a better pink than Belinda's Dream, but the bloom, of course, is not not cut flower uh, quality, but it's just, just a wonderful uh, rose garden quality. Well, you can cut it cut flower, but not it's not in the same league as Belinda's Dream. Okay. Did you yeah. say Teddy like Teddy Roosevelt? Katie Road, and it's. Uh, K E T Y, yeah, that okay. that's the one of the names, and then the other one is uh, <laughs> the real name. Yeah, the is uh, shoot. This, this is sad for two. Nah, I'm gonna people. look. Hold on. Yeah. <sighs> there was a con- there was a real controversy. It got uh, uh, recognized uh, by Antique Rose Emporium as a antique. It turned out it was not. It was a it was a carefree beauty. Carefree beauty. Pink, there you yeah. go. And, uh, okay. Thank you, Google. And for years, Calvin touted it as a a really nice old fashioned rose. And <laughs> it, it made my day when uh, it came out that it was carefree beauty. And now I tout it as a very nice, <laughs> tough modern rose. There you go. Yeah, it, it, it's that pink color. Then it's got uh, rose hips too. It's one. It's unusual. That's and, true. And it'll have. Uh, It'll have blooms along with the rose hips, so you don't have this period. It's just like Belinda's dream in terms of the bloom period, too. They both they work together very well. Yeah, Miss Dudley Cross uh, will have here rose hips. Yeah, too. and they fit, and that's another one that fits right in with those two. That yeah, yeah. Seven foot tall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. All right. Well, I Thank appreciate you. the information. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. All right, 210-308-8867. i got to really check out the Peggy Martin. There's a picture of it <laughs> on a fence from LSU, so I don't know if it does. Oh, I, I knew I knew that name. And the caption, some plants refuse to die. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently okay, it's pretty I, tough. I know the history on Peggy Martin now. Okay. Uh, Bill Welch put that on the market. Yeah. And uh, he's a horticulturist uh, in uh, in College Station, and a, a good author too. And uh, he's written books with uh, our friend Greg Grant. How old do you think Bill Welch is? About Bill, our Bill Welch? Yeah, I think seventy-seven, eighty. Wow! Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, I haven't and seen still him. Still working for extension. Yeah, I haven't seen him for three yeah. or four years. <laughs> But uh, he he's showing he's not he's not like you and I he's showing his age. Is he? Yeah. But is anyway, he, is, not, is he not one of the the silver angels? <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, yes, I he's think definitely he's that. a silver angel. But uh, that came out of Louisiana, Milton. Yeah, it's what a lot of the stuff are from Louisiana. But it's on Aggie horticulture, and it survived uh, a hurricane. Oh, that that's why they call it the Katrina Rose. Yeah, right. 
Okay. Oh, they call it a Katrina rose? Well, also <laughs> known as the Katrina rose. Okay. I was reading that in the description. And so it's it's arrived uh, one of the few things in that lady's yard, one of Bill Welch's friends, uh, that's arrived. Oh, wow. The salt water. The Peggy Martin rose. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the stress was the salt water and the yeah, winds. And yeah, winds, I think, was the main thing. And uh, he started he started promoting that. Okay. The problem most people have with it, it's a runner. I mean, it's yeah, it a, looks like it is. It's, it's on a trellises. Big, it's a big thing. Yeah, it gets pretty tall, and it it's they're showing it on trellises, yeah, or on yeah. archways, or yeah. all along fences. So if you had a chain link fence, it could look good, I guess. All right, yes, sir. Trace is back. I, He's got the I, list. I got the list. Okay, <laughs> now we're ready. I, I, I don't want to be iffy about this. Okay. All right, so we got Ballerina, uh, Caldwell Pink, Cecil yeah. Bruner, Katie Road, Martha Gonzalez, Miss Dudley Cross, Metabulous, Nearly Wild, Nearly Wild, Old Blush, Peggy Martin, Pixie, Republic of Texas. I don't even know how to say the next one. Some some Brill. Yeah. Uh, and the Fairy. Okay. Gosh, that old blush is a good climbing rose, too. It's very, very aggressive and blooms for a relatively long period of time. Old blush comes as a, as a climber as well as a... Uh, uh, in the old days, we... Uh, old blush is the uh, parentage of uh, most yeah. of the modern roses. And that's all we... You know, with old blushes, we just talked about it as a, a bush. Yeah. Now it's a, it's just like here at Milburgers, it's the uh, climbing uh, variety is emphasized. You know the original name of old blush? No. Parsons Pink. That sounds. A guy uh, named Parsons brought it back from China. Introduced but, but, but it, but not China. you, not me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Years ago. And like I say, that's the mother uh, of all the crosses of uh, high, of the uh, ever-blooming uh, roses. Apparently, the Peggy Martin was also known as the Hurricane Katrina rose. Yeah, that, yeah, right. Yeah, is it? Uh, it survived. Uh, yeah, all they, that that's, water. That's well, you were gone. Yeah. Milton found that in oh, the. Okay. <laughs> yeah, according to Aggie, so, so I'm behind the times. That's okay. I got kind of excited about it. <laughs> the Peggy Martin, according to Aggie Horticulture, uh, dot com, the the website dot edu, the Peggy Martin rose was one of only two plants surviving twenty feet of salt water over the garden of Mrs. Peggy Martin in Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, after the destruction of Hurricane Katrina in two thousand five. Since yeah. then, it has been introduced into commerce in Newtons. This is uh, Bill Welch's article. Yeah, uh, and it's become a symbol among gardeners and rose lovers of a tenacious plant associated <laughs> with a spirit of renewal and regrowth oh, in the Lord. aftermath of a devastating blow of nature against those living and gardening in the Gulf Coast area. Bill Welch wrote so that. So, right? yes. if it's hurricane <laughs> that his style? proof, yeah. it, it's got to be Milton. Proof. I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. See, it's pretty along that fence there. That's that's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we Mil- have Mil- we have how many? Ten. Ten. Okay. Milton I have a feeling I'm to, selling you one. He moved out of one house I'm, I'm really thinking of off to no. call Laura. 
Now he'll have the ch- challenge of a, cl- of a see, if I, see if I can kill a rose that Katrina couldn't kill. Yeah, yeah, it's a I'm challenge. Control as he, as he, you don't even have to kill it; you just have to control it. I'm wondering if uh, Greg Grant didn't find that old blush climbing section. I don't remember. There's, I just remember there, it was. I got it here. There's one. Uh, there's a, a big one up in in Fredericksburg on the main street. Down there, old oh, on the, uh, the the museum bit wall? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 That may have been why I put got it, got it, but it was a number of years yeah, it's ago. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's aggressive. Well, that copy's for you. Huh? That copy is for you. Oh, good. We, we've got it out at the printer, so, I, so we can have <laughs> copies for here, but uh, that way you have something that's got them all. And uh, Trace has got the... Uh, the three roses that were uh, named by Greg Grant to be the uh, best roses for this era, antique roses. Uh, when Greg was here, he was a big antique rose man, worked for uh, Antique Rosenborg. And uh, so when he came, I gave him that same thing I always give all the Rosarians. A hard time? Yeah. Okay. And I said, okay, pick three of the best. Oh, he pick did. Pick three of the best roses, antique roses. Yeah, they all do. And, and he worked for days, <laughs> weeks, coming up with the three. And the three we picked, and I, we were going to put them in production like a bedding plant. Okay. And we did. We did. Uh, uh, our local wholesaler here. Grew lots of flats of them. And uh, the three that he picked was Caldwell Pink, uh, Martha Gonzalez, and uh, Marie Pavier. I don't think you have Marie Pavier. That's a small, fragrant uh, little bush rose. Yeah, those Martha Gonzalez's were really, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's a. Wonderful landscape rose and directs traffic and blooms nine months out of the year. Tough, tougher nails. Yeah. Good xeriscape plant, even. It, it doesn't have fragrance, which uh, the one I just I mentioned. Uh, Codwell? Or, oh, oh uh, Marie Puppy? Yeah. Yeah. Has, the, has, it's fragrant, very fragrant. Now, Codwell Pink is, we raved about that for a while, but. It, there was a period uh, when we had a little trouble with it in uh, fungus. It was a, oh, a black spot. Black spot? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't for the longest time. We didn't think it would be a problem. Yeah. Maybe it's time to have another rose for the uh, Texas superstar. <laughs> well, we should look at that. You should look at that. Well, yeah. David should look at that. <laughs> hey, we got to take a quick break. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You want to stay with us and talk to us some more uh, in a minute? We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, they'll make that a trace. May or may not be here. We come back two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road. Uh, check out that page, Martin Rose. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Page or just Page? Peggy. 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 I don't know who Page Martin is. Peggy Martin. All right, check that out, and uh, you can call the nursery at 497-3760 because it's really pretty. All right, more coming up in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We know you love gardening, so... Add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. The big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone, Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more info. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. A reminder, if you've got things that are creepy crawly in your house, if you've got roaches, fleas, scorpions, if you're worried about termites, and I'm trying to remember when is termite season. Is it warms up, I think? Spring. Spring, yeah. Uh, this will be the perfect time to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Call Warren Remy over there and let them help you. You'll love working with Warren. He does a great job. And as what I mentioned it too, I like to mention this because I like his attitude. And I've heard complaints from people. Uh, Warren takes a holistic approach to pest control, meaning, first off, he's going to talk to you about what to use. Uh, if you are interested in organic, he's going to talk to you about it. He can do organic treatments if you stop it. He's got some great <laughs> stuff that works really well. Well, that's not, no, not as good not, as the hard stuff. No. Hardcore not. stuff. He's getting great success. So you can call Warren and you can ask him yourself. But also. Whatever you um, want the real stuff. Okay, he sells the the synthetic as well, uh, but uh, he'll go through you with that. Now look at your home and see where things are coming in or where where you're vulnerable, uh, why you have so many roaches at your house, Dr. Parsons. Uh, <laughs> uh, give him a call, 210-656-3721. He also is uh, real um, skillful in, in bringing up the issues that, like, if you've got dogs yeah. and cats and, you, you know, and... You're saying, well, I don't know why those raccoons are around here, and then there's, there's cat feed out in your yeah. back porch. Oh, yeah. Or, or uh, bird feed, bird feeders, you know, you're yeah. feeding birds 12 months of the year, and you say, oh, gosh, those rats are just up yeah. in the <laughs> They're just yeah. waiting for yeah, me, he staring says, at me. He says, well, we can address that, but here's the, re- here's the cause. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, so that that is... Uh, uh, that's the only way you can really solve those problems if somebody is honest about it, knowledgeable about it, and you, you make the decisions based on your conditions and all those resources that he's got available. Yeah, yeah. So ask him to tell you about the, all the different things, and uh, you'll you'll like dealing with Spider-Man, termite, and pest control. Two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. Two one zero six five six thirty seven. 21 for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And go online and learn more. Go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. Well, our number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Cool. Here you go. Thank you. Oh, you already got one. All right. Uh, the number to call to be a part of the show and ask your gardening questions. And um, I tell Warren when he comes to here? my house to kill to kill roaches. Yeah, 
that I want something so strong that when the dog walks through it, kills the fleas. <laughs> just, just the, you don't mind the smoke screen in the house when you walk through. You, you can't see the TV due to the, the spray and the cloud of stuff. No, he he texted me the other day about some stuff that he's having success with. It's uh, that's, I, that's an organic control. I'm anxious to hear more too about the the alternatives in the mosquito control yeah. industry. Yeah, and he does have some. Yeah, the Intu Care system. Yeah, that's what and that's the one we're using, right? Yeah, yeah, because that, that that's really important. It's important for our health, but it's also important for the butterfly yeah. situation. You can you can control mosquitoes and also and not detract too much from the butterfly population. That's a wonderful accomplishment. Hey, we got Lonnie on the line at 210-308-8867. Lonnie's got another Rose question. Rose questions are, are it's well, all about today. You, is, you yes. see what you started, Trace? Yeah. This is good. What's going on, Lonnie? Welcome to the show. Yes. Good afternoon. Um, yes, I, I just wanted to clarify, or, or clarify my own head, really. I, I heard, I believe Dr. Parsons, Dr. French, one of the other, both perhaps, uh, last week, they, about roses, that the recommended varieties were or were not, at least for our area, were not to be purchased from Tyler, uh, but California was good. Is that correct? Your your phone's really breaking up on you. We 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 got okay. Okay. Did anybody okay. hear what? No, we understood. I got to. I, I got part of it. What yeah, was can, it? Can you try again, Lonnie? Or can you? Yeah. Are you on a speakerphone, yeah. or are you on? I have you on a speaker, so let me put you on. Yeah, let's you let's not do the speaker. That doesn't work real well. <laughs> okay, is that better? Yeah, oh, yeah, man, much better. Hey, Lonnie, you're there. What's going uh, on, man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, do you or okay, do you not recommend Tyler Roses? Do we, do we have Tyler Roses? No, do we recommend do Tyler you Roses? Or do you not recommend that we grow Tyler Roses here? Oh. You mean the, the Tyler roses as a selection or as those roses from Tyler? Uh, as a port of origin. In other words, oh. if I find Tyler roses, uh, it, uh, as I've seen in the grocery store, uh, am I to get them or should I wait for the California roses? Well, I would not buy a waxed rose. So if yeah. you're going through a grocery store or, or one of those box stores, you're much more likely to see uh, basically bare root roses uh, where they've taken wax and covered it up so it doesn't uh, lose the moisture. Those are very hard to get going. But, um, but okay, if, well, you find, if you find the, the rose variety you want and it's in a condition that uh, makes it easy to transfer to your garden, okay, Tyler roses are just as good as California roses. Okay. Well, okay, then uh, then um, Tyler, California, these are both good points of origin then, right? For As long as they're in a situation where they can be grown well here. Again, waxed roses don't perform well. Uh, they're very hard to get to stay I don't alive. understand. Are you saying a wax, W-A-X rose? Yes. Yeah, that, it's not a they, variety. It's a how they treat it. Yeah, they cover it with a waxy coating to keep it from drying out. Okay. Well, I, I don't know about that. but um, uh, you, You'll know it. It's, it looks like a candle. I mean, it's got so much got so much wax on it. It it looks like a candle. So if you're basically if you're if you're buying a rose that's not planted in a pot, the success rate will be less. Is that, right. some, is that right. a better way to put it? Yeah, that's okay. a good way. Now, and I I know this touches on what you were discussing earlier, pertaining to uh, 
I guess these were new types of roses that someone had selected as the ones we should grow. But uh, what I, to me, a rose is not a rose until the darn thing has a nice scent to it. So it, it, uh, are the ones you recommend, or do they have a nice scent? Uh, some, some of them. Oh, some do, some don't. Yeah, fragrance. Yeah. Some do, some yeah. don't, yep. So we, we have a, I just brought up for the, the guys the, the listing of the uh, hybrid roses that right. we're going to be getting in. A lot of those are going to have more scent Absolutely. than some of the others. And we actually have it notated on our, our flyers that we hand out with the roses of which ones have the best fragrance. See these little asterisks? Yeah. So this is the key down here. Oh, yeah. Oil that tells you, tells oh, you, yeah. what, you type, can... what type of rose it is and... and uh, yeah, this is great. If you if you head on over to Millburgers, can he, they ask him to? Can they print this out? Yeah, for they can. They can print an extra one now. Most of the well, almost all these we this list we don't have in yet. Not this, yet, this but is yeah, the ones that'll come in uh, in mid March. Is this gonna? Is, are we gonna have the the Rose uh, Society here again? For yes. This? So that, good. I don't that's always uh, towards the end of March. But yeah. I, uh, it's our, a, I believe it's already on our calendar though. Yeah. So that's really cool too because they it. talk about. The, f- the fragrant roses and which yeah. is the best fragrance and it's cool the the um, the one that you've mentioned quite frequently is Martha Washington I think is that correct is Martha that Gonzalez a, Martha Martha Gonzalez that has no fragrance okay. it, it, had no it has no fragrance no the one uh-huh. called the the if you're looking for an antique rose with fragrance uh, and a rather uh, a good growing habit. Uh, it's called Marie Pavier. M A R I E P A V I E. I think it's where it's spelled. But that one I don't and have. What, don't have that one. And what color is it? It's a uh, light pink. Light pink. Alrighty. But okay, I guess that's, that'll do it. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, okay, Thanks for calling. Yeah, and Sorry. the uh, Rosarians will be here March 21st. It is on the website, 10 to 2, and you go to millburgernursery.com for that. Yeah, it sounds like you'd enjoy that conversation with him. All right. All right, so it's, this is the Rose Show. Uh, I'm scared to change the topic. We'll talk about anything. Yeah, you, uh, you want to switch topics? Or? You know what today is? Sunday. Of the weather like this, it's a good day to apply herbicide. Oh, that's we nice. and uh, Calvin. Calvin giving us a go ahead in yesterday's paper. Thank you, Calvin. It says the contact herbicide weed-free zone, which Trace made famous, is effective for controlling henbit, you know chickweed, bed straw. And other winter broadleaf weeds at lower temperatures. That's the key. That's the key. Uh, then other sprays. Follow lab- Follow the label instruction. And uh, th- th- I've I've used it, and it doesn't hurt your regular grass. I mean, uh, your St. Your St. Augustine or Bermuda or whatever. Well, that's one of, the, one of the reasons we recommend it, too, is you've tried it and a number of other people have. Oh, yeah. And it's it's got a quick impact. And, uh, oh, yeah, it burns down to use overnight. It, yeah, use it in different situations. And well, the, the key on all those is the temperature. So that one is the probably the the it's only a, one that functions yeah. right now. Uh, but once we get starting above 85 degrees regularly, you can't use that one. 
Yeah, yeah you I, you said that uh, the other day. It kind of my ears perked up. What uh, you, uh, it might do damage to the grass or what? It could do damage to the grass. Above eighty-five. Is that on the label? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. If not, we got a sign in front of it saying so. <laughs> oh, is that right? But that's a, that's another reminder too. This is not one to use in your uh, cut flower garden or. Uh, right. Yeah. They can't tell the difference between that broadleaf yeah, weed and the that, snapdragon, that snapdragon and, you yeah. just planted. <laughs> but that there sometimes I get tempted on that hen bit. Oh yeah. I say, huh, should I just take them all out or yeah. or go through and pick out that thing. Uh, we we've constantly fought henbit in the uh blue bonnets. And one time I decided I was going to use a wick applicator. Now you've talked a lot oh, about yeah, a wick yeah, applicator. Yeah. And uh but I I have not got the faith in a wick applicator. It's that hard. you have to have <laughs> because you're just basically brushing it on you use hardly any herbicide too yeah and I, I so i brushed it several times to where i could see the moisture on oh. the herb uh, the wetness on the leaf of the henbit so you so you know and it that, killed that, the, that, killed that, the blue bonnets <laughs> well. you, you know that there's dye that you can purchase yeah. To put in where you're spraying Roundup or any of those others. So you can actually see where you've been and where you haven't. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the head, the head. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> the hand bed, hand bed it was over the blue bonnet plants. Uh-huh. So I just say I could just brush the top of that hand bed. Now, what what were you using, Roundup? Roundup, yeah. Because yeah. hand bed's not an easy thing to kill. That's no, why, it's that's not. That's why the... the, the uh, Weed-free zone. Weed-free zone is uh, not another reason for yeah. effective. Bed straw, it works really well with bed straw, too. And they, now now the time to get those weeds before they make their big flush. Yeah, and they're they're really growing, and they're really vulnerable. They've got lots of uh, green. Charles, Charles always said that it actually worked on crabgrass, too. Even oh, it's, not, right? it's not listed for it. I can't say that it does. Oh, okay. But uh, he always swore up and down that uh, all his crabgrass would die too after he sprayed it on his. Oh, Charles, Charles that's yeah. good enough. I was wondering about the uh, rescue grass. Uh, well, he, he said crabgrass. Yeah. He, he didn't have a whole lot of things. He, he had a zoysia lawn, so yeah. he didn't have a whole lot of things that would pop up in it. But uh, it, I, I always remember him talking about that. Yeah, it 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 got my attention with that bed straw. And like we uh, we were talking yesterday, yesterday, I was telling Calvin that uh, my bed straw has sprouted in the front yard, and it's it's at a different place than it was last year. I guess I guess the seed blew over there or something. It doesn't but, want you to be it, bored. It's really short now. It's really short, but you can tell it's bed straw. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the smaller the plant, the easier it is to kill. But uh, it has to; uh, the plant has to update. Well, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they <laughs> is is. Uh, I guess it's as, as important with uh, a weed-free zone as it is with Roundup and other things, whereas the plant has to absorb. It. Yes, yeah, you need a little bit of dry time. Yeah. Well, and then uh, of course you, it doesn't work really. We're talking about a. a time when the plants are really extending all their energy and their resources are in these new stems 
you know, later when they get a little hardened off and they get this the cells right. kind of, uh, uh, separated and everything, it is, is a little harder to to kill it. But the, yeah. you don't you don't have to get much of that uh, herbicide on those plants. No, and they're done no. for. Uh-uh. So weed-free zone. Now, we do we do like to recommend that if they've got tall weeds, that they mow it first, and then wait four or five days. Wait for it to sprout. Wait for some new growth to come out, and then zap it. Yeah, and it especially works with these kind of these weeds, these three savages that are come back so quick. And I, you, you know, I sell a lot of that for horse herb, right? Oh no! Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? Yeah, it does. Does it yeah. right? Uh-oh. Don't tell uh, what's that lady that called yeah. in and yeah, um, curses me about uh, horse herb all the time. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh, you may you may not, you listening to the show may not know what these weeds are we're talking about. So uh, I, uh, Neil Sperry actually found a, a deal on Aggie horticulture that identifies the weeds. And it's uh, I've got a link to it on plantanswers.com, uh, top of the topics of the month, which is uh, is in red, and uh, it shows pictures of and and it actually gives you a key how to uh, botanically key out the weed that you have, and uh, done by a couple of guys over there at uh, in the uh, tur- I guess turf department. But uh, we've got a link to it on uh, uh, plantanswers.com on the topics of the month in red on the right-hand side of the page uh, labeled as weed identification. So you might want to take a look at that. Yeah, uh, it's a good idea to know what you're trying to kill. But even if you don't know a name, uh, the herbicides, if used correctly, you figured out whether it's a monocot or a dicot. You can figure out what you can do to get rid of the problem. Yeah. Well, if one if one of the weeds grabs you when you get near it, that's so that's <laughs> bed straw. I didn't I didn't uh, check and see if their pictures are clickable. In other words, will enlarge. I'd have to go back and check. Some that. some of the. Uh, uh, horticulture books too have uh, photos of them. I can't remember. I got too many. I yeah, don't know if Neil's book does or not. I don't think he has very uh, many. Hey, I got to take another break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm going to give you one right now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Near calls right after this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We know you love gardening, so add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. The big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato. It'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillbergerNursery.com for more info. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. It's a beautiful day out there. It'd be a beautiful day to go out on your deck or in your patio and enjoy the day. But if you don't want to go out there or you go out there and you're kind of like, man, it just doesn't look like it did when we first got it. I sure wish we could figure out some way that it could look like that. Well, here you go. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf can help you. I encourage you to go to the website because uh, there you'll see pictures of some of the work that Barry's done. Deckandpatiocare.com. And you'll see that before and after picture. And as Barry says, it really can look new again. Uh, But if you've got a great deck now and it looks terrific but you want to keep it that way, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. DeckandPatioCare.com. He's in the phone book. He's, he's, he's still there at 210-822-9147. 822-210-822-9147. But you'll see uh, all kinds of great things. And Barry truly loves. You've met people like this that are passionate about uh, their job and what they do. And uh, he's found his niche. He loves this. Loves helping people. Loves how it turns out. And uh, you'll love working with him. Barry Hagendorf, say hi for us at Deck and Patio Care, 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to uh, be a part of the show. I was talking to Trace before he left. Uh, yeah. We were talking about weed-free zone. Uh-huh. Uh, I li- I'm, I'm kind of lazy. I don't like to mix that chemical up, <laughs> but I like what it does. But uh, they've got uh, hose, in, hose in sprayers ready to apply. All you do is uh, screw it on to screw it onto your hose. Have they got it here? Yeah. And I asked him about that. That'd be kind of neat to try that on uh, on that rescue grass too. Yeah. But uh, you just screw it on there, and it's already mixed. And you, a lot of people don't have a pump-up sprayer or a hose-in sprayer and uh, don't want to fool with the mixing it. Now, they do have the concentrate as well. That's, the called, mo- that's most efficient in terms of uh, Oh yeah, how much pesticide you're going to use. And- yeah. But uh, that's that's a good. Now's the time to do that, and today is the perfect day to do it. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, scale insects. Well, uh, that's that, that's a good time to do that too, for sure. This kind of weather, yeah. And and Calvin, Calvin mentioned uh, that in yesterday's paper, it's time to uh, apply uh, apply. Uh, Dorm, yeah, I, I keep calling it dormant oil spray, but I call it they call it sun oil now, don't they? Or some, well, horticultural oil, the one I have is horticultural horticultural oil. oil okay, but I think there's a lot of version. But I, I know people when I last time I wrote, I just put dormant oil, and I got several calls. Yeah. Well, they don't have dormant oil, you know. It's uh, <laughs> nowadays, uh, so I. Sent them back to try, and I I checked with uh, uh, some of the suppliers, and uh, they they all have horticultural. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I I still wish we had dormant oil because we knew knew it worked. Uh, the horticultural oil is probably neem oil, isn't it? Now this mine is uh, based on uh, paraffin oil. Oh, okay. To cover the insects. Yeah. That's the way it covers. It covers the insects and suffocates them. But uh, 
Calvin mentioned that in his article. He said, uh, before or after you prune your peach, apple, pear, citrus, definitely citrus, or plum trees, apply dormant or (laughs) horticultural oil. The oil is an organic control that suffocates the scale, insects, and other pests that winter in the crevices of the tree bark. And uh, so, a lot, a lot of we we talked about. Uh, I think last week, it's easy. It's easy to see uh, see the white scale on peach trees, uh, and I guess it gets on other trees too. Because it's uh, when I was doing TV, I called it the only snow we get in San Antonio is white, white on the uh, is peach scale. A lot of times, the first uh, people see it for the first time, it's described as a fungus-like. Yeah, thing. right. Yeah, Eonymus is uh, notorious for. But but citrus, citrus, uh, the scale on citrus is is kind of the same color as the bark. So it's kind of difficult to see. And, uh, of course, we get scale on, is it Euronymous? Uh, yeah. The, and some, some even some uh, uh, hollies get, will get some scale on them. Yeah. So it, it doesn't hurt to spray everything. Shrubs, I can't think of a thing that you wouldn't need to, wouldn't need to spray. Woody material that you wouldn't need to spray. And it shines the leaves. It makes the leaves shiny on citrus, especially. Yeah, on evergreens. Uh, now, on, on peaches and deciduous uh, fruit trees, we want to get those sprayed before the leaves uh, the, and the buds break. That's why we were talking about. Right. You know, do do what do is if your tree if your trees are real low chill, get that. Spray, get that uh, horticulture oil sprayed right away, and then do your pruning. Um, and it's uh, what 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 I enjoy so much about it. It makes me feel so good, Benton. Yes, is it's completely organic. Good. When I never, I, get, I never quite understand. I, I'm environmentally uh, sound. When I, after I get through spraying, I think that I've. Been environmentally safe. You were one with nature at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never, I I never went into it in detail, but I didn't quite understand with dormant oil how how it got that status. But uh, what what do you mean? Oh, yeah. You know, you you hardly ever think of uh, of uh, oil products as uh, a petroleum product as being organic. Being organic. Yeah, it comes from the ground. It. uh, Yeah. Those dinosaurs gave their life so that. We could use organic. Well, a lot of a lot of uh, non-organic products are derived. I guess they're manufactured uh, from petroleum products too. Yeah. And they, uh, Niels Bear had an interesting question in uh, that he really came down hard on. It says, "We have had our live oak trees cut down and the stump." and surface roots ground out. That's good to have that done. They were threatening our foundation. How long before the other roots will decay? 
Uh, we want to plant a new sod there. Our, our yard is too small for trees as large as oaks. And uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> are having that trouble in, in the smaller lots uh, or the new home. Uh, Neil Rancher says, HOAs and cities that require two trees in compact urban lots should never recommend live oaks and other large shade trees. Mark dis- uh, discussed that a little bit yesterday. Uh, that's one of the reasons why people are considering uh, citrus. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of the smaller alternatives to a, a shade tree. And it's evergreen. Yeah. And, uh, and attractive and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's easy to forget uh, that a tree that's 8 to ten or 10 feet tall with a 2-inch trunk diameter will eventually grow to a spread of 75 feet and cover an entire city lot. That's 50, 60 years down the road, though. But uh, I know I know that's what they planted in, in Stone Oak in those small yards, and, and my daughter used to live over there, and they planted an oak in the front yard by... A neighboring house that had a humongous oak. Oh. So uh, you need to stick with the smaller trees. Maybe crepe myrtle and... Uh, Loquats, uh, uh, Mexican plums. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. we've, we've got a lot of, There's a lot of information on, you know, on Plant Answers on our, my archived articles plus other articles in there about the alternatives to those larger trees and that's an architectural issue too uh, too many uh, new homes end up with just a couple of grass and a couple of big trees and maybe some foundation plants hey. nothing in between we got to take a quick break back in a moment 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. the answer We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio. It's 866-308-8867. We have people that listen and all over. If you are going out of town and you still want to hear the show, you can listen online by going to 930amtheanswer.com and then you can just click on it no matter where you are in the world. Wow. And listen to the show. In the world? In the world. If they got phone service, if you're Africa? in the, Africa, if they got phone service, you can listen. If uh, you're in the Himalayas. All right. Yeah, we're going to get complaints now. I'm here in the Himalayas uh. and I tried to hear your show. I couldn't hear it. Uh, your weather forecast for today, sunny with a high near 76. All right. Let's see if the rain chances have gone up. Uh, clear today with a low of around 49. Uh, sunny tomorrow, high near 74. It's going to be pretty. And then tomorrow night, 30% chance of showers after midnight. 
Man, you were you were excited about it yesterday. How much rain did y'all get this yesterday? Yesterday? Oh, I don't know. Not much. I got <laughs> it, it was misty. Mist. Yeah. No, I got a little rain, but not a. Did you? Yeah, it wasn't a measurable amount. I still had the one inch from from the uh, last no. few days in the rain gauge. Let's see. We had uh, two. <laughs> it was wet enough to have a uh, two dirty Westies. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday is a 40% chance of showers before noon. Wow. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, nothing. But, yes, I guess afternoon it clears up. uh, And then next chance of rain is uh, Thursday, 50% chance of showers in the day and 40% chance of showers on Thursday night. 50%? Yeah. That's almost half. Yeah, almost, but not quite. (laughs) No, it is half, obviously. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. A lot of people are probably uh, handling uh, this question that uh, Niels Bear got in. said, we hired a lawn care company to care for our yard for the first time this last year. But the backyard looks terrible. Hmm. They should have some... uh, uh, hen uh, should have some of our uh, sustainable winter weeds like that. Yeah. Uh, they didn't pick up the leaves, but merely mulched over them. Oh, isn't that sad? Something. Since three large trees contributed to the leaf matter, I feel like the grass was smothered. You could actually hear that. <laughs> Trying to draw a breath. Bless his little heart. Poor little grass. <coughs> uh, anyway, could they have brought disease in from other lawns that they tend? Do you have any ideas? Asking Niels Berry. And Niels' answer is good. said, I doubt if they carried diseases in. And then he uh, he he recommends. I, th- I think this is Dallas Fort Worth. You really need to remove leaves over three over the three or four week period of heaviest leaf drop in the autumn to keep from having way too much organic material being put back into the soil in a short period of time. Now that goes against. Uh, uh, our recommendations and uh, uh, the recommendations of the Ma- uh, Malcolm Beck and all those types, and uh, I would I would remind Neil that uh, uh, nature drops leaves mm-hmm. in the in the in the fall and yeah. the spring and leaves leaves the ground covered with them, but. Uh, uh, I I have that problem that uh, my leaves disappear. No, you don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. Well, in my, I've got. Uh, they go to them. Tracy's yard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the way across town. They catch a bus and then. The <laughs> I've got lots of trees, big trees with uh, deciduous trees, and they don't. The leaves don't stay long. Of course, uh, they don't. I don't get one foot deep or anything. Yeah. But, but uh, as long as you can see the leaf blade yeah. sticking up, I just do the. I mow them, the the yard once every three or four weeks, and that 
seems to speed up the decomposition. But I was just noticing that the other day that mo- most of the leaves had dropped three weeks ago, and there there was not a lot of leaves still yeah. left. Yeah, he uh, he talks about uh, way too much organic material being put back into the soil. That's in a short period of time. I don't think that happens that, here in no, San Antonio. It's not possible. No. It's also possible that all that shade has weakened your grass. Now you're getting yeah. to it. So the decline may have nothing to do with the lawn care company. Well, that, That's why people fuss about horse herb. When, in fact, if you look where horse herb is growing... The grass is thinned out for some reason or the other. It didn't water it, uh, you know, for some, or shade it out or whatever. That's when horse herb comes in. That's right. But, uh, and uh, so the decline may have nothing to do with the lawn care company. In the meantime, this, do this, get, this, the, this. get the leaves off the lawn each autumn. Put them in a compost pile or use them in mulch and flower beds. This is uh, kind of similar to ball moss, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no. It does not. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ball moss is there on these uh, branches that don't have any leaves on, so it automatically gets blamed for the, the fact that there's no leaves here. <laughs> Poor ball moss. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, my neighbor was out pruning pruning his uh, live oaks uh, the other day and cutting the ball moss off. And I happened to go out there and he said, uh, he said, yeah, y'all sure that ball moss is not killing the trees? I said, I'm not sure that it's not killing the trees. Calvin Finch says it's not mm-hmm. killing the trees. But I'm kind of skeptical. Because <laughs> I've seen it on a lot of dead trees. <laughs> <laughs> right, Milton? The Balmoss Society is going to come after yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, on those leaves, like I said, I, I asked Malcolm Beck a lot of times about uh, when was the best time to over uh, uh, put uh, compost on the lawn. And he said, when nature does it in in the uh, in the fall, fall and winter. Yeah. And so that when we're shredding our leaves up and letting them decompose, we got free, free or uh, lawn dressing. But uh, just don't let it. Well, there's pile the, up. It sounds uh, like it gets several inches deep. Yeah, sound, the writer here sounds like one of the folks. There's so many people that got used to our uh, for years and years and years. We've always talked about. You got to break those leaves up. That's a oh, fall yeah. task, you know. And we always, we were always perturbed that our son never was aggressive enough in love, uh, <laughs> and getting the leaves right there. Yeah, up, uh, yeah. But uh, you get used to that, and then you, it's hard to. And I don't care about the environmental issues. I just can't stand having those leaves on my grass. <laughs> hey, Betty's on the line at 210, so hold that thought. Keep that Neil column in your hand. What though? <laughs> oh, it's already gone. Hi, Betty. Thanks for calling Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the call. Uh, my question is, my oleanders are very, very tall, 
and they're sprouting, but the 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 bark at the bottom is very sparse. What could I do? I mean, do I throw them back or leave it alone, or what is your best answer for that? You you said it's starting to leaf out and what? No, the the um the oleanders are very yeah they're very tall and they're sprouting buds. And um, but the bottom part, the the the, the stem, they're very lanky. They're kind of sparse. Okay. So, what do I, I in do? full sun? Yeah. Yes, they get full sun. Are they uh, are they up against a fence? No, they're they're oh, standing okay. outright. Out yeah. Well, I, th- I think you should be able to cut them oh, yeah. at the ground if they're in full you, sun. Yeah. yeah, you can cut them to the ground, or, or, uh, yeah, there's no there's no foliage on the bottom of the plant, right? Very, very little. Yeah, it's all leggy. Are you brave enough proud. to cut them in? Are you brave enough to cut them in half? <laughs> if you say that would be okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> they're, they're, they have buds on them. They're beginning to sprout buds and yeah. getting ready to flower. That what that that you'll lose the flower for this year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you want them to be bushy at the bottom, you're gonna have to cut them in half. Okay. What if I let them bloom and then cut them afterwards? You can do that. You can do that. You're not gonna kill that oleander. Yeah, you just you you've had the old oleander for a lot of years, so just be careful about. It. Yeah, I've had it for about. Is your is your is your bloom the pink or the red? Pink in it. They're the, they're the shocking pink. Pink, hardy pink. Shock, shocking pink. And they haven't frozen back uh, in the last no. cold frost. Not yeah, this, that issue. That that came out of Aldridge Nursery right outside of town here in Von Army. Uh, yes. Hardy pink and hardy red. Yes. But so. uh, they, you won't you won't kill them. Let let them bloom, and then go in there and uh, ir- irrespective of uh, of the size, just cut them in half. Okay. Now, if you do Absolutely. that. If you do that before they bloom, they'll probably flush more growth. In other words, have new more more new growth down there than before. But no bloom. Because, because, yeah, before you before they bloom, because uh, it's 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 spring is here and they're getting ready to uh, push new growth. Right. So you'll actually have better sprouting and whatever if you do it before they bloom. But if you, I understand you want to see the bloom, so just uh, go ahead and go ahead and let it uh, <laughs> let it uh, uh, bloom and then do the cutting. Okay. Now be okay. be be careful when you cut. Uh, do you have somebody to help you cut those? Well. Um, I usually do it myself. All right, good a, girl. Just yeah, Jerry says I take a be, small, I take a small no. pruning uh, okay. tool and and that's what I do. Be careful, oh, or, be or careful. I, 
be careful not All to right. get the. Sometimes people are allergic to the wood. Oh, and I the see. leaves. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to have you got any cuts or anything. And don't barbecue any wieners on those <laughs> sticks either. <laughs> It might, get too much, it might get too much fertilization, right? There you go. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Betty. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Now, free up a line at 210-308-8867. Billy's up here with us on the porch. He's come to visit with us. Hey there, Billy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite well. What would you get? Uh, I just brought him a he, rose. He brought me a rose. I brought him a rose. We're gonna we're gonna it, test it. Just, what it, what is it? Yeah, it's a Martha Gonzalez. Okay, that's good. Instead of throwing I, away my cuttings last fall, I just tuck them down in. The there front. you go. Yeah, it roots easy. It roots easy. Yeah, I think I lost one out of about fifteen. Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the same same exact yeah. thing that I did too. So did you, you? So you rooted it in the one gallon? No, the, that's the way it was rooted. Yes. That is so cool. All right. So how do you how do you cover it? Because I'm. Interested? I, you know, I wrote that article. It won't free. No, no, I know that part. But oh. do you, you do you just stick it and cover it? Or you, no, I didn't cover it. You don't all. even cover it. No, no, I'm just 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 fill the <laughs> with perlite and stuck it down in it and keep it moist. Okay. And um, I think that was the only reason they suggested the covering was the moisture. I guess it builds like a terrarium well, thing. But if I you're have, keeping it moist, then I have on on other occasions done it in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, that's what. And that keeps moisture on. So my one experience was in a Ziploc bag, and I I blew it up. Yeah. And then got it full of air, and then uh, it did root, and then I then I think I transplanted it too soon. Well, I'm going to transplant mine next month. I have. Uh, Probably 12 left. I'll be giving one more away. All right. So, um, full sun. Yeah, full sun, yes. Okay. And Just uh, keep it watered and fertilized a little bit now and then. And uh, uh, it, it'll do pretty good without a whole lot of care. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's me. That, well, that's me, too. Okay. Yeah. No, you have such great stuff that yeah. you got the... All your tomatoes <laughs> and the... Oh, and uh, do we need to tell Billy about next week here at Mill Burgers? Next week. Really? The rodeo tomato will be here. I, I'm not going to do tomatoes this early this year. Oh, okay. No, I, I did last <laughs> Too year. Too much of a hassle. And, yeah, last year it was. I, I noticed they already have them at Home Depot, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah, really? I saw them yesterday at Home Depot. That kind of reminds me, I guess, uh, I think uh, you pointed out sometimes that people get... They they want to buy them so. like today. Well, I've I've done it some in the past, and I even put them under a grow light and stuff like that. But uh, I'm then, too old for that. Now. And then when it gets to be a, a forecast for a 33 or 34 degree, yeah, uh, I, I always I, say my bed's I ready. wish I hadn't done that. You know, so I, my my raised bed's ready. I, I, Good. I weeded it and dug it up. I'll the, probably put some fertilizer and compost in it and get the tiller in it. Are uh, the blue bonnets doing well? Blue bonnets look good. Good. They look good. I have some at home and some at church both. And okay. I guess the one at the home get a little more attention because they look better. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, they look real good. Uh, they're uh, on the corner. Yeah, good. So you yeah. call me when they bloom. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Are you gonna pull the off color out of there? Oh, we'll we'll face that when, uh, the, time, when the time comes. I got a feeling. I really no. haven't. I haven't had much luck with reseeding. But uh, oh, okay. I, I guess it was last year, maybe the year before. Y'all had some that were already blooming, mm-hmm. they were real big, mm-hmm. and they reseeded better than anything I've ever seen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I have at church. Uh, there's uh, some that are reseeding from those real 
of those that already yeah. have blooms on them. Do they have uh, still have that planting of roses of uh, Martha Gonzalez, red rose, and Marie Pavier out at uh, cemetery at Fort Sam? Uh, right right no, around the know. flagpole there. Oh, I haven't been out there lately. I'm going out there permanently one of these years. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to look before you go out there. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll better. You know, I don't know. I haven't been. But they used to have a beautiful planting out there yeah, I around have, the flagpole. I have several relatives out there. Okay, good. How are your poppies doing? Poppies are doing great. Uh, are they? Yeah. I, I really uh, I'm, I'm considering, I don't know whether I can get somebody interested in doing it or not. I have a uh, 25-gallon container with poppies in it. Oh, my gosh. That uh, would be a beautiful showing for somebody somewhere, but it'd be a little hard to move. So I, yeah. But I have uh, also have a 4-by-8 uh, a bed full of them. Uh, I had my, my poppy bed. I uh, had weeds and grass growing into it, so I dug it all up last year and, and didn't depend on reseedings. I, I got new seeds this year. Oh. So they're, they're a different kind. They're a different variety, but, uh, but they're both looking good. And do you grow the Laura Bush petunias? I'll brag to Billy since Billy's a great gardener. I'll... Did you see my pictures? Yeah, two, two, the two flowers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at there. Yeah, they're already blooming. Well, they're already blooming. Uh-huh. He, sent, aren't blooming. he sent me an email because <laughs> well, mine weren't blooming send yet. Send me a picture uh. when those bloom. I will, I will. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I've got to go. No, thank, okay, you, thank, thank you for, for your kindness. Mind. That was very nice of you. Thank hey, you. Belly. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 from Bill to Bill, from Billy to Bill on the line with a uh, fruit tree question. Jerry, we, we no, probably gonna, should have some kind be okay. of a ceremony. No. <laughs> it's probably be the last time it's been seen. Since it's a, since it's a gift, I'll take care of it better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Hey, Bill, how can we help you today? I just had a question. I'm fixing to retire to a home. I bought a college station that has an aerobic uh, septic system and periodically it sprinkles water out in the back part of the yard. Any issue with planting some fruit trees in that general area? Say what now? Uh, he, he's, uh, are you going to move to College Station? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, I hate that water over there. It, uh, Salty. He, he's, he's, he's draining the septic system onto fruit trees. Well, that's a uh, black soil over there, usually. Black well, actually, black, where, black I, where I'm at is pretty sandy. It's in the southwestern uh, edge. Oh, is it really? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, More of a chance to be successful. Yeah. And I, I would, I, I guess that uh, water out of that septic system would still be. Uh, uh, alkaline or uh, sodium. It has sodium in it, like the, uh, the they have in yeah. the caps that uh, uh, we tried to. We introduced uh, our Dr. Sam Codner, who wrote the book, lived at College Station, and uh, we were trying to get him to use drip irrigation. And uh, we put the system in for him and everything else. And he called me in about a month or two and said, the drip irrigation is not, the water is not going into the soil off of a drip <laughs> irrigation. I couldn't figure out what that was. Well, that, sure enough, that sodium had sealed the sodium in the water. 
had sealed the top, and that water would run down the huh. row and not go into the, would not penetrate the soil. So uh, maybe running it through a septic system might help a little bit. Well, and maybe the sand will help too. Yeah, the sand will help definitely. Yeah. Okay. But you gonna have to right. watch that. You gonna have to watch that water over there. Uh, we're on the Welburn water system, and it doesn't seem to be too bad. I haven't asked them what the hardness is yet. So. Okay. All right. Hey, well, good luck to you. Thanks, Bill. Right. Hey, we got to take Bye-bye. a quick break. We'll come back talk to James after this. James, don't go anywhere. More of Millburgers Gardening South Here Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We know you love gardening, so add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. The big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas own Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more info. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, quick second to talk to you about Free HDTV Texas. Uh, that's the website name, freehdtvtexas.com. And it's where you can learn uh, from Steve, who owns the company and uh, is going to answer the phone when you call 210-660-HDTV. I'll give you the number again in a minute. But, yeah, he's going to tell you how you can get uh, up to 50 channels or more with a great uh, picture, better than if you've got cable. He's going to tell you about some of the sound quality, all the different channels that you can get, and they're all absolutely free. Uh, he can set it up for you, and uh, he guarantees that it'll work, so you don't have to, to worry about it anymore. A free HDTV Texas, plus Steve will tell you a little bit more, too, about how um, you can get some of the other streaming channels as well. So folks are cutting the cord every day uh, and counting on that. This one you're entitled to. It's uh, uh, free HDTV is uh, part of, uh, of what you get. It's regular broadcast channels plus more now uh, here in San Antonio. So uh, don't miss out. If you're tired of paying for it, if there's a, if you're, especially if you have cable television and you just watch a few channels, uh, why don't you... Uh, Invest a little money and then save a lot. Free HDTVTexas.com or give them a call at 210-660-HDTV. 210-660-HDTV. Give them a call and learn more uh, as soon as you can. All right, 210-308-8867. James has been so patient and waiting. Thank you, James. What's going on today? How can we help you? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, yes, I called yesterday. And as a follow-up, I, uh, I planted, uh, I picked up on Thursday, I think it was, a La Feliciana, and I planted it yesterday afternoon. It was cloudy, overcast, perfect. 
But what happened in, in the container, I think it's three gallon, uh, it was loosely packed and it was looked like just uh, pine bark. So needless to say, when I took it out of the container, it just all fell apart. So I had a bare root fruit tree. And I mixed that medium with my native soil, which is pure sand. I'm south. And uh, what I want to know is the tree looks like it's already been pruned uh, from the nursery or the grower. And it's got like four or five scaffold branches on it. And they're, uh, one's blooming this morning. It's loaded with buds. Should I pick those buds off or should I even prune those whole branches off? Limbs, I should say. I, I, I can't hear. I can't hear. I can't. Yeah, we're we Jerry cut out. I don't know. Oh, there, there he is. I'm sorry. Here he is. You cut me out, Milton. I did. That's because I'll tell you why later. Okay. Yes, sir. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, how, how tall was the tree? Was it in a five-gallon container or three-gallon? I think it was, a, it was a three-gallon container. It looked like they had pruned it top at about four feet, maybe four and a half feet. And then yeah. they got about four or five scaffold-type branches, and they're full of blooms, buds, if you will. And one's open this morning. So should I pick those buds off? Uh, no, it was no. Just, just, let them, just let them do what they're going to do. Okay, all right. Uh, I wasn't sure. It, it, they probably fall off anyway. But uh, uh, right now, if they if those blooms set fruit okay. uh, on a new tree that's not established, you'll want to take all but three or four of them of the fruit off. Okay. In other words, if they if the fruit gets bigger than marble. And they're all up and down the stem. You want to thin them out because that's, that's too much. Uh, that's too much uh, stress on a, a newly established tree. Okay. All right. I got you. And I will do that. But, uh, uh, yeah. I assume that you uh, watered it in real well. Soaked it in real well. Yeah, I, I soaked it in as I filled the hole halfway. I, I gave it a good dose of has to grow, and then after I packed it good, then I, I watered it real good with some more has to grow. So okay, it, it that's good. Go. It should it should go. I just didn't know if I being bare rooted yesterday when I took it out of the pot, if I should just take all those blooms off or, or leave them. No, uh, that's growing off the energy that's left in the tree. But uh, I, I wouldn't take them off unless they unless they produce fruit, right? And then just thin it out. Just yeah, thin it out. Uh, okay. All right. As a follow up, if I could, if I could yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I, I called yesterday. I had that that fishy story on that rodeo tomato. So I planted my live animal or, or set in my live animal trap yesterday evening with a. Uh, almost empty jar of peanut butter, and when I checked it this morning, the trap's been spun over a few times upside. Anyway, nothing inside. It didn't set. So I'm going to set it again today, but I was reading online this morning, listening to the show, that they say marshmallows works good for, for raccoons. Is, is that right? Huh. I think I got some marshmallows in, inside. I I've never heard that, but uh, is it raccoons? Yeah, yeah. I I always just now now I use a piece of uh, suet from a you know oh uh, yeah block because it's uh, oh, okay. pliable and you 
Yeah, you can kind of force it into the uh, squares of the uh, platform. Cage, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. I got a over here for one of my two. Let's see. What a Dorothy... What does Dorothy use? Doesn't she use peanut butter, or is that for possums or raccoons? No, she uses it for raccoons. Hey, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like him. I never had a great luck with ra- with uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Oh, okay. But I the the suet was a lot e- worked a lot better for me. Yeah. Uh, although, and I remember in the old days in Minnesota, the the peanut butter always seemed to work fine. <laughs> they maybe they okay. maybe the Genetics, you know, yeah. improved. Uh, what kind of peanut butter are you? Yeah. Peter Pan or Jeff? Yeah, uh, or Jeff. or H E B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the fact that that cage was turned over like that indicates uh-huh. that's a raccoon, and it I'll also indicates he's had an experience with those kinds yeah. of things, <laughs> and he wants he wants that peanut butter, but he knows better than to get inside that trap. How are you going to get him out of the trap once he gets in there? Uh, I have some, some sidearms over here. Okay, good. <laughs> I can immobilize him before I have to take him out if I had to. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, I appreciate it on the peach trip. Thanks for calling. Thanks, James. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah. Varmints. Uh, do you know what happened? Uh, what day was celebrated uh, last week, Milton? You probably it probably just went right over your head, didn't it? I don't know. What day was celebrated last National week? National Squirrel Appreciation Day. Oh, dear. Was last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, so go out and appreciate your squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know whether that means appreciate how they taste. I don't doubt that. Or appreciate uh, them entertaining you I in think, the backyard. I have a feeling it's the latter. Betty is back with us at 210-308-8867. She had one more question she wanted to get to. Okay. Hey, Betty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Yes, thank you. Uh a question on, on star roses. Uh, they they have really come out to be really nice um, this year. Uh, but what makes them lose their leaves throughout the years? Um, is there something that I need to give them, like fertilizer? or? Yeah, what kind I of rose them? was it? It's a star. star. Are you familiar with star roses? Are you saying stark or star? I think star uh, like in the sky. Yes, or like in the sky. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Now, how is the bug? How is the? Uh, what is the damage that the insect is doing look like? No, I don't think it's. Uh, um, I don't know if it's an insect or if it's just the custom of the star uh, rose. But at, it, when it gets uh, warmer in the summer, um, it gets to lose its leaves during the summertime. The leaves so, do what? The, the leaves start, uh, it doesn't have as many leaves as it's got now. Okay. Do, do the leaves, uh, before they fall off, they have uh, black spots on them? No, they turn yellow. 
turn yellow. Yes. You could have powdery mildew or downy mildew, I guess, well, or fungus. You could just, we don't know that variety, but, uh, I mean, it could just be one that doesn't deal well with the kind of weather we had this yeah, summer. Yeah. It's, have oh, you had it for I, y- years? Uh, no, it's been about three or four years. Yeah, because that was pretty challenging that summer. Yeah. Yeah. And it might might just have been a, uh, it was just not as tough as some of the other roses. Okay. Yeah, it's it's doing well at times. Because even even some of the tough tough modern roses, and some of the antique roses, uh, yeah, they took it on the chin like you. And they didn't bloom as much this yeah, year as they have sure. in the past. Yeah, it took them a long while to recover from yeah. the summer. Maybe oh, give okay. it another chance. Well, actually, this year, during this time, they're doing very well. They're yeah. doing really good. They're really doing good. good. But I was wondering if I should uh, fertilize them at a certain time of the year. Maybe that might help. In February, usually late February when we prune them. Okay, late February. Yeah, you- and use uh, something like a slow. 19.59 slow-release fertilizer. Okay. All right. I something think that's got that nitrogen, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another question. Uh, is is today the day for the music and the pony ride at the no. Burger? Today, no. Okay. No, no, it's... it's, it's uh, February. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming up in February. I th- yeah, we February, don't we don't have yeah. pon- we don't have pony rides anymore since Milton. Not since the accident. Such a fuss because uh, they wouldn't <laughs> let him ride one. Yeah. Well, so they're they're bringing them back. They're bringing bigger ponies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's February fifteenth. Yeah, all those elephants that Clyde, they can't use the, the day after Valentine's Day. Are you going to come out and visit us? Are you going to get a pony ride? Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm going to get a pony ride. Yay. All right. Good for you, buddy. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for calling. You take care. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take this opportunity to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're at Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. We know you love gardening, so add one more day to your Valentine's Day celebration. On the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, head on over to Millburgers where you will love having a good time learning and having some great food and festivities. We're going to have a rodeo celebration. That's right. The big star of the show, the 2020 Rodeo Tomato, it'll be announced and available for sale. Plus, there's going to be chili, Fritos, and drinks from 11 a.m. till the pot runs dry, and that's all at no cost. The South Texas Zone Texas Weather Band will be there playing the best of traditional country music from 11 until 3. There's free pony rides and a petting zoo from 11 to 3 and free face painting. And then get there at 10 o'clock and enjoy the adult gardening class called Spring Cleanup To-Dos for Your Lawn and Landscape from 11 to 10.30, taught by David Rodriguez. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more info.
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Do you want to pick on Neil anymore? Or are, you, are you done? <laughs> I'm through with Neil. Okay. He, he, he messed me up with the leaves. I know. So. With the what? Leaves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he has a... Yeah. Well, I guess there's well, a, quite a few issues that we. He's talking. He's talking about uh, up there. I, I used to laugh about the people raking leaves, and I I used to visit Dr. Sam Cotner over at the College Station. They have got big trees, and sure enough, uh, when their leaves fall, it covers a lot, a couple of inches deep. So they have to rake them up over there, but. Uh, our live oak leaves, uh, I don't think of that thick here. Yeah. That, uh, as long as you can see the blades of the grass uh, through the leaves, you're okay to shred them down. Uh, I want to mention to people uh, that we've got, uh, since this is a pretty day and people will be pruning, uh, like I said, Calvin had a good article on pruning in yesterday's paper. Of, of all the different types of uh, fruit trees, and uh, I, we've got them. I've got them on the topics of the month in red on plantanswers.com. I've got uh, one book called uh, which links to pruning fruit and nut tree. Uh, what what they've done is uh, they've got a write-up on all the fruit, fruit and nut, and within that write-up at A&M, uh, they, t- they talk about pruning. And then I've got one on uh, uh, a link to a pruning landscape plant. And, uh, that, that's on there. Uh, that, that lady that was talking about... Uh, Wanting her oleander to bloom before she pruned it reminded me of uh, red tip fortinias. If you're going to prune those, you want to prune them in, in February uh, so you'll have that good red growth, that, that it sprouts red growth. That's why they call them red tips. Oh. And uh, so you want to prune those back. Uh, in Feb- in February before they start sprouting, I also didn't realize I've got a pruning roses on the on the in the topics of the month section in red, and then the information about the Laura Bush petunia, and uh, I'm still convinced that uh, probably the best way to have Laura Bush petunias is to. Uh, buy some seed uh, from Wild Seed Farms, both the pink and uh, the regular, uh, the blue color, and uh, you see the pictures of it on the uh, on the website, PlantAnswers.com, and uh, just sow out some seed now, and uh, I think you'll have tra- have uh, plants by uh, late sp- uh, late well, mid to late spring. Yeah, it wants to. They want to come out. I mean, they're yeah. every, every nook and cranny that you've got, <laughs> if you have them, yeah. they're, and, they're starting to sprout. And they won't freeze. 
uh, the plant won't free. Now, we're selling some regular petunias here. They got some waves here, too, that which is yeah. a variety I like. Yeah. And I saw some uh, stocks out there. Stocks? Stocks. Yeah. In a small container. And so uh, you can plant those now, too. You could have planted them earlier. And we got... But the blooms will freeze off. The onions look great over there, Jim. Yeah, I want to mention onions, too. Uh now is about the time that we talk. Let's see, I think you mentioned onions in your uh, tips. Uh, talked about larkspur. We talked about that yesterday. Well, I thought you mentioned onions. Yeah, maybe. I think last week we did. Oh, okay. But, uh, and okay. Ca- uh, uh, Calvin's talking about uh, wait as long as possible. What is as long as possible? Well, I just got an email from somebody, a text message, and said, Can I finally cut my uh, Uh, Esperanza Uh. and uh, uh, Lantanas? And I said, Cut them, cut them, cut them. Yeah, uh, we've got got the original stand of uh, Firebush, uh, Amelia Patton's, over at uh, Greenhouse. And we didn't cut it back last year. We ran out of time, I guess, or energy. But uh, it's sprouting at the bottom now. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of uh, my son-in-law got all upset because his Esperanza is sprouting from the bottom. And there's really nothing you can do. Just uh, hope for the hope. Hope it go through the the. Light freeze that we're gonna have. Yeah. And well, it'll it'll survive. Yeah, it'll they'll survive, and uh, even if they get burned back, uh, they'll come back from the roots. Still come back from the roots. But anyway, Calvin was trying to, uh, still trying to get people to uh, uh, leave the tops of lantanas, esperanza, firebush, salvias. And other root hardy tri- subtropical plants to allow the stems and other plants parts to serve as cover and insect feeding areas for the birds, Milton. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do cut them back to soil level to make uh, room for new spring growth, which is already occurring. But uh, anyway, uh, we're. What is this? We're almost in February, huh? Oh, yeah, this is the yeah. last weekend in, yeah, in January. January. And uh, the grapes, uh, like I said, Calvin covered a lot of information in grapes. But grapes, if you have grapes, uh, you want to remove 80 to 85% of the canes in an effort to limit the number of fruit to improve overall quality. Yeah, that. That's a really uh, takes a little getting used to on oh, yeah. pruning grapes, but well, if you don't do it, it just <laughs> they get they got out of, get out of hand. What you what you do is on a grape, you use you find the long the longest canes or the most vigorous cane that were initiated last year, and that that cane will be. Uh, Light brown or reddish brown, 
whereas the old canes will be uh, kind of gray, covered with bark, kind of gray. So uh, you you put a tie a ribbon on those, tie a little ribbon in several places on those uh, new canes that were initiated this last year. And uh, and you reason you tie those ribbons on there is because once you cut the cut that off, it's kind of hard to get it back on. Method. Oh, yes. And uh, you want to use those that that last year's growth as uh, as the, this year's fruit producing cane. And uh, then after you find the, the cane going the direction that you want them to go. Then you cut everything else off. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that simple? Yeah. That's well, the important part is simple to mark, mark those caves. <laughs> and when you get through, like I said, you will have removed 80 to 85%. Yeah, and if you do hmm. it successfully for uh, one year or two years, then you get into the Yeah. Get comfortable with it. And if you don't believe that's the way to do it... Uh, those of you who have traveled abroad or with abroad uh, have noticed the vineyards on the hillsides in in Italy and wherever, and they're pruned back to various well, little well, growth. Even the to Texas uh, vineyards. Yeah. Or it's a good place to see it. You Absolutely. Go yeah. and uh, test their wines and... Uh, Look at their uh, vineyards. And peach trees, maybe. And uh, did, uh, speaking of peaches, uh, have they still got some Red Baron back there, or did you check? I didn't check Red on Red Baron that. peach. That's that's the prettiest ornamental peach that there is, and it has good fruit, too. Red Baron. And we, we had oh, five or six before. Uh, I don't know if we still have any or not. Uh, rose bushes. Uh, we'll talk more about rose, roses as a month goes on, but uh, they're they're usually cut in half. Now that's uh, the rose bushes that uh, that's hybrid teas. That's that's the one with the big flowers. Now, the antique roses, which are available now for me here at Milburn, are just tidied up. In other words, they thin them a little bit and uh, tidy them up. Some people even shear them, that metabolist thing. Uh, but uh, you don't cut it in half. And uh, I think in Texas, you know, that cut in half thing started in uh, up the north, in the north. The reason they cut them in half up in north is they, a lot of times they buried them so they wouldn't freeze. Oh. Mound, mound them up. Mound them up, bury them. Uh, you know, we're getting close to potato time, too. Yeah. You talk about mounding. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned that uh, in your in your article this weekend. So uh, and think about potatoes, too, and, and, as well as the onions. And we've got several types of onions. Uh, we've already, a lot of people have already planted their onions. The neat, oh, yeah. neat thing about onions is they're so easy to plant. You don't have to do a big job on preparing the soil. 
And I like to grow them in containers. They grow better in containers than they do in the soil as far as sizing is concerned. Well, no. Weeding is easier, too. The biggest, best onion I ever grew uh, was in a greenhouse and was uh, in one of those uh, topsy-turvy baskets, uh, hanging upside down. Yeah. Well, uh, let's remember that for his uh, (laughs) memorial. There you go. Of an onion, topsy-turvy. I've got got pictures of it, and uh, they're humongous onions in there. Of course, they were well fertilized and well watered. And uh, the funny thing about the uh, Dixondale people, the the Creaso Springs that furnish all the onions, uh, they didn't believe it could be done. They didn't believe that that you could do that. And so uh, I, they were they were pound pound and a half onions. Huh. They're huge things, and uh, they eventually broke the basket down. They were hanging. Oh my gosh! Deal down, broke the wires on it. Huh? But that's uh, big. I, I I just people always say how deep the planted onion. I just made a hole in the side of those topsy turvies, stuck the onion in there. With okay. my face, stuck my finger in there is where I could get the onion in there. Okay. And then it, it, it bulbs, it starts to bulb uh, on the outside. On the. Uh, oh, uh, is it like strawberries? You yeah, like little... if you plant an onion too deep, it'll still bulb at the top. Okay. So uh, what, I, what I did with these topsy turvies. Is I put push the onion transplants in there, and uh, then went to the started bulbing, and if they were inside the hole, the uh, if they were bulbing inside the hole that you put your plants in on the topsy turvy, then I would uh, cut cut the hole away. In other words, uh, give them room to expand, and they got huge on the outside huh. of that. Topsy turvy. So uh, onions, pretty forgiving, pretty forgiving thing. And do not ever top your crepe myrtle. Oh, got about a minute left now. It's a message. Uh, this is from Neil Spear. Yeah. It's a message. Neil, uh, Greg Grant and I have carried for almost fifty years. There is no justifiable reason to top a crepe myrtle. Sounds scary, doesn't even it? Even though everybody in town's doing it. Right? Yeah. And even though the crepe myrtles, <laughs> it, it hurts them, but they, they come back. So I think people oh, see yeah. them and they just go, okay, well, no, I don't get why I shouldn't be doing this. They look fine. Yeah, you know you know how to uh, rejuvenate a crepe myrtle that's been cut in half? Mm-mm. Cut it off at the ground. Oh, and then, okay. It'll reach out from the ground. we got to say goodbye for today. Thanks to everybody who called in. All some great questions. Thanks to you for listening. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al for doing a great job. And thanks to Billy for the nice rose. All right. I'll see you.